Hello and welcome to another edition of the Parker Parker Podcast. I am your host, Eric Vincent Parker. Welcome. Peace, love, and respect. Thank y'all for joining back in and coming along with me again. You know, a couple of things on my mind as I head into this edition. I had recently watched a comedy special by Gerard Carmichael. Carmichael, saying that crazy. Uh, Rathaniel, I think, is the is the name of that special. Uh, but watching that, it really it had an impact on me. One, I, I love stand up comedy. Uh, I really do. It's one of my favorite things to to watch as a form of leisure. Like right up there was just movies. You know, a, a good stand up comic is awesome. So. And so I watch comedy specials, and I watch that one. And while he had some moments of being funny, it was more just a truth bomb kind of stand-up performance. Uh, you know, talked about secrets that he kept from his family, and eventually comes out as being gay. You know, and he goes through all the pain and hurt that comes along with that, with his family background. And you could tell, amongst all others that he talked about it was his mom that hurt him the most you know like you could see the pain on his face and watching it his mom and her you know um reaction to him being gay was the most painful for him and a lot of that had to do with religious belief you know and so I mean, it's no secret that I believe in God, and I've acknowledged as such on previous episodes. But I believe in a God that is really, like at its highest foundation, like a grand source of love. Like love vibrating at a very high level. You know, like, maybe that's, if we're... If we're thinking about that, maybe we're getting close to what God is. I don't know exactly who who really knows, you know. But I do think that ultimately God is is about the love, right? And then that positive energy, I, I really believe in that at its core. That's The love is v- very much what God is about, right? Um, exclusively, <laughs> I mean. I'm not going to put any limit on God, right, in that concept. Like, a real God would have basically no limitations. And if you're atheist out there, you know, uh, that's cool too, you know. Again, it's still a 50-50 split at best, you know, that God is out there at all, right? I mean, maybe not at best, but whatever. It's There's definitely the possibility that God doesn't exist and I'm completely full of shit in my ideas about God. There's absolutely a chance for that. And I think anybody that's being honest about their belief systems should, you know, acknowledge it at some level. And I get faith. Like, nobody would ever convince me that God wasn't out there, right? Like, but I also have to be open to the possibility of being wrong, if that makes sense, right? I don't think I'm wrong, and I don't think anybody could ever change my mind about that. But uh, I, I still believe that there's the possibility that I could be, you know, just because source versus sourceless. I've addressed that in previous podcasts, but it goes back to that, you know, and I think it's important to stay humble. 
but going back to to Gerard's thing and and the pain that he's going with his mom, I couldn't help but be impressed or have the impression I should say when I'm watching it that no religious system should drive you to hating anybody for being who they are and true to themselves, you know. As long as that person's not hurting anybody else and you're operating within the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. There's a reason it's in basically every religion on earth in some form of another, you know. It's there's a reason for that, right? And as long as somebody is operating within that code on a normal uh, not normal, but you know, on a day-to-day basis, if somebody's operating within that code, your religion should never drive you to pass judgment on somebody for being true to themselves and who they are. Like, and anything that's different from that is probably tr- truly going against the the real nature of the universe. Before there were any, you know, books to describe the force that created this planet in the first place, long before humans ever showed up to mistranslate meeting <laughs> and everything else you know because uh, that happens right like, and it's bound to happen you take one language to a next and first it's spoken words so it's so it's an oral tradition that gets turned into writing at some point and then the writing gets translated into many different languages there are bound to be interpretations and things that people just get wrong along the way you know and again, whatever you do that gets you in touch with the, the the creator of this universe, you know, if you're if you are a religious person, whatever whatever you do that gets you in touch with that that spirit, like by all means, you know, it's not to condemn any kind of belief system out there when I say it, but the intent of that belief system ultimately should be about bringing you closer to God. And I don't think that you passing judgment in hating somebody for being who they are, hating them making the choice to be who they are, is is a downfall of the religious system that you follow. You know, I, I don't think that really reflects what God is about at the heart of it. I don't. And... It doesn't really matter what any scripture might say or that kind of thing, right? And I know some people, if they're really, really religious, will take that as blasphemous. But I think the intent of God has to be kept in mind. And the true intent of God would be beyond any kind of words anyways, right? And the true intent of God, at least in my own mind, is about love and compassion to everybody. You know, to making that a universal thing and rising to that, you know, I think maybe maybe different things start to reveal themselves as we elevate the collective consciousness. And when I see religion doing the opposite of that, it's just a disappointing more than anything else. It's disappointing that a person that I'm sure is good people like he you could tell he loved his mom when he's talking about her, you know, like. He loves his mom. And because he loves her so much is why it hurts so much at the same time. You know. 
And it's a shame that religion can put you in that position of bringing misery to the people that you love most. It's counterproductive to what religion should be about. You know, if you are a devout follower and that kind of thing, like, again, more power to you. I'm not criticizing having faith or following any particular religion. I think to look at it that way would also be lack of of what God would want, you know, in my own mind, in my own interpretations of what I gather and, you know, the different religions I've read into and those kinds of things, you know. And so if you're out there and you're hearing this, you know, make sure that you don't ever let any kind of religion or religious beliefs of anybody else stop you from loving yourself if you're being true to who you are and not going out in the hurt and hurting anybody else, you know. I hope I hope you I hope the right people that need to hear that do hear that. You know what I mean? And if it's not for me, from somebody else, you know, but that they end up knowing. Because, man, it, you know, it's, that kind of stuff can drive people crazy. And, and you could see the pain in his eyes. And, I, and I'm not big on the celebrity tip and that kind of thing. I, I don't try to follow up too much with people's lives that I don't know in, uh, like, day-to-day goings. I've never been the one for celebrity gossips and, and that kind of thing, you know. That's just me. Do you, if that's your thing, you know. Um, but I bring him up for the greater point in how the impression was left upon me, you know, not to, because he happens to be famous, you know, it was more about the pain and that could be anybody in that given situation, you know, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are in that given situation. And if you're out there, if you happen to be one of those people, you know, just know, you know, if, if you're the God believing type that God ultimately is about the love, right? in that that positive energy so i mean and people know that even if you're atheist or whatever right you still recognize positive energy i'm sure because you can feel negative energy too people have it they carry it around with them it's a real thing right and when you get in connection with that positive energy i think that positive energy is getting a little bit closer to uh, what god is going for for everybody right and so that positive energy and that loving feeling is the true essence outside of words or belief systems, right? And so if you're close to that spirit, right, don't let anybody else get in your way of that. But know what that spirit is. That spirit would never judge you. That spirit would never turn its back on you because you were being true to yourself and who you were born as. <laughs> you know? I couldn't pray myself to not be left-handed, right? <laughs> you know? It's the same kind of thing. I just I relate it as to something that people are born with. It is who they are, right? And I would be pissed if somebody tried to make me right with my right hand because that happened to so many left-handed kids because that was like a thing, you know, of smacking them with the ruler and whatnot, you know, in schools. Like, you know, you write with your right hand. It's that repression of being who you are. And there's been studies that, you know, those people have anger issues later on in life because that not being true to themselves, even though it's something that they have uh, more control of to be able to change or whatever, like it's still, 
it still caused issues, right? Like there's real detriment to not being true to yourself, you know? And so, again, if you're out there and you're hearing this and it's something that you're dealing with or a struggle that you're going through, just know that that, that the real energy is about love and acceptance and truth to who you are, you know? And as long as you're not hurting nobody else, do you, you know, and be happy about it and love yourself for it, you know? Because you got to love yourself if we're going to go out there and change the world. You got to start with who you are, right? You got to love who you are in the morning and, and who you wake up to and who you look into the mirror, you know? You got to be able to love and respect that person. So you hold yourself accountable to that and to nothing else, you know? Um, in, in the sense of who you are, anyways. There's the grander responsibility that I think we all have going out into the world, but that happens with us together, you know? But it starts with loving yourself and and having that love that you have for yourself and be able to bring that out to the world and love each other, right? Because it's all about the love in the end, you know? It's going to take that love and that connection to everybody and everyone to really save us if we're looking to make this world a better place. It's going to take that connection, you know? And whatever you call it, whatever you don't call it, you know? If you can start with positive energy and that's as far as you're willing to go with presumption of what's there, so be it, right? Like, I think it operates on all levels. And I'm not judging anybody for what you do or don't believe as long as that is ju- that belief system brings you closer to the people, to love, to, uh, you know, live in a kind of judgment-free existence. You can judge action, you know, but that's different than judging the person themselves. For the most part, some of that extreme shit is uh, still. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people are just fucking evil, right? <laughs> like, if so, the truly evil ones out there, I don't know. Like, I've got love and compassion for like ninety nine point nine percent of the population. I'm not perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and speaking of that though, in, in that love universally right and then finding it within yourself and not allowing anything else to get in the way of that it still comes back to where do we want to go right and i keep on thinking of that like i try to you know because i know i I talk about that subject a lot and i'm coming back and kind of piecing ideas together from things i've thought previously but the mission doesn't change right the mission doesn't change because it's a new day i'm still thinking about the same things i'm still looking way into the future and trying to picture what that would look like and what we would want it to be and then working backwards, right? And I surely don't have the answers. I've got a lot more questions than I've got answers, you know. But I do think there there are tools that we could do along the way, you know. But I do like to go forward as a thought exercise and really think about, you know, what does that look like way in the future? What do we have? What does that look like, you know? And it would just, it would involve like, transportation that was just get you wherever you needed to go pretty much right away mass transit personal transit probably all self-driven so nobody gets in any wrecks or anything everybody arrives and comes safely and gets to where they need to go quickly you know um, free choice there's got to be freedom all the way you know Uh, so you have a lot of 
maybe you don't even own cars at that point. Maybe you just got like a self-appointed one. Who knows? You know, uh, I think there will be less possessions in the future. Not to say free of it altogether. I don't think it totally gets Karl Marx completely, you know. But I do think uh, you could have vacation spots that were set up to where it would, you would just call them like visitor centers, right? Like if you wanted to go and check a place out, you'd have like mass transit to get you to where that was. And then you would have a spot that was like really uh, well suited for exploring the area that you were going to. But it was set up in a way that where like anybody can go and visit it, you know, it'd just be for the experience of traveling and seeing new places, you know, that those would be set up everywhere and mass transit would get you there. But you always had like your one spot that, to call home and everybody had that um, and was guaranteed it, you know, but it was like a nice spot, like big, open, sunny, you know, um, and I, I picture things going vertical a lot in the future, like when I when I look at it in my head. I think you get a lot more building up versus building out. And so if you had like towers that people lived in, kind of like what condo buildings are, but like really nice, right? But really nice and for everybody. And it would always go like a certain height uh, that everybody would have like the floors on. So hopefully there's like, you know, potential for a good view or maybe like a viewing bubble on the top that anybody in the building can come up and visit, you know, and, um, get to do sightseeing from the spot of where they were. Maybe they're throwing parties there. The bottom floors would have, you know, hangout spots like a bowling alley, you know, pool tables, maybe a basketball court, you know, leisurely things where people could just hang out and chill, right? Spots to drink and eat, you know, like just hang out, like on the bottom 10 floors or so. It would just be constructed for that of just social settings and and like the people in your building going to hang out, you know, and you could go up or down, but but they were big and spacious and everybody had the spot they called their own. But if you wanted to go visit, it was cool because they had visitor centers all over where you could just hop on a train, go there, travel, see the world, see different places, you know, like spots up in the mountains, spots on the ocean spots in the desert go see stars you know because light pollution would be held back because it was an expansion upward versus outward you know you could have vertical farming towers i mean and these are a lot of the things that we have today right we have everything we need uh coming back to that but it would just be putting it all together and getting all the bullshit just weeded out you know because we really are in this together right like we really should be looking to be, I don't know, like harmonious with each other, with nature, like just just harmony with everything, you know, and take all the stress and shit out of life, you know, and all this like competing to get ahead. Ahead for what? For who? You know, like you rob yourself in so much of that struggle when, but it really comes to everybody coming together, right? And so it comes back to like the reverse engineering, making the steps. And so you think you'd like put a party together and you would have like the boxes checked of, okay, we want this, this, and this, and this. And we need to see these things happen, you know? And until we didn't see those, or until all those things got accomplished, until there was nothing left to do, there would still be a point for existing. And it's one of those things too where if you kind of, if you got everything checked off of the box and then you just bounced, 
<laughs> like, yeah, we're done. We don't even need to be in politics anymore. That would be cool, right? Because we'd accomplish everything. I mean, imagine if the current parties did that shit. You know, they had clear definitions. Because that's the other thing, too, is that there's really no direction in the politics that we have today. Like, they just kind of meander aimlessly to the next voting cycle from one spot to the other. But any long-term vision of the future, they don't have one. They pretend to have one, but they don't really have one. Like, you've never seen one spelled out by any of the major political parties in this country. You know, it's just they they have the things they like, you know, but as far as a plan uh, for impacting and the change that they want to see, there's no plan there. there. There's like one issue at a time at best, you know, and it takes forever. And it all comes back to the will of the people not being represented, right? Um, and getting those voting blocks together, you know, talked about it before. This isn't new, you know. <laughs> I mean, if y'all listen to the, uh, every episode, which I know uh, at least a few of you out there have from personal talks, right? Uh, but if you've listened to every episode, you know I'm talking that shit, right? It's the same. I'm going to come back to the same things because it's not like we need 50,000 ideas. We need like 20 really good ones, you know, and make that shit happen, right? Like that would be so much better. With the ideal goal of getting to that spot way down the line where you've got public transportation for everybody, you've got everybody taken care of because it's universal, right? Like that love, respect should be universal outward and to everyone. Like nobody left out of that shit, you know? And if you're a truly disgusting human being and can't be reformed and no matter how good of environment that you get in like maybe there's a maybe there's still a place for prisons even in the future you know who knows you know maybe those people will still be out there to some segment but i just think that if you eliminate poverty uh, out of the picture that's really where to start at right is is go help the lowest of the low in society right now and focus on getting that aspect corrected and you'll start to see everything lift up and when that happens, we can get more and more organized towards the other things, you know. Um, so it kind of happens in stages. But I was thinking, you know, if you had everybody come together, <laughs> like in my head, you know, of all this shit, right? But uh, of the things I'm thinking of, and what would you call it, and how would you market it? Because all that's got to be sold, right? You gotta, you gotta, gotta go inside of the system to break the system, kind of thing. Uh, but if you called it the National League of Voters, your initials would spell in love. <laughs> ah, that's great, right? I fucking love that when I think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, baby, I'm in love. Because <laughs> it's a good feeling, right? Anybody that's been in love like wants it again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be in love? Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, anyways, I love that. And I was just thinking of that. It makes me happy. You know, if you, if you just started putting those voting blocks together. Because I think everybody's on the same page, right? There's so many disenfranchised and disenchanted voters out there. 
and people that don't vote at all and the apathy and shit will never change. There's way more of that out there. <laughs> there's there's way more of that out there than anything. And people just don't have anybody to stand behind because nobody fucking uh, speaks for the will of the people, right? Nobody does that. And we need it. You know, we it, imagination, put the checkbox together, make it happen, right? I've tried to get my Facebook page more open. I'm going to try to get websites up as we go along, you know, like I have ideas. Like when I, when I talk about the movement and those kinds of things, like that shit is real to me in a way, you know, I want to get things started and get things moving. I don't know where it ends. I don't know how long it's going to take. And again, it's bigger than me. So if I just get it started and I don't see any of the boxes checked off, as long as those boxes are sitting there, you know, 150, 200 years from now or whatever, however long it takes until we get all the boxes checked off with, there's going to be something to be fighting for. And if I can just put the list out there and get that thing moving, I'm all for that. Like more, more power to the idea and the thought, you know, I just hope, I just hope people are ready to come along with me for the ride. Uh, and appreciate all the love and support out there and that support is important, right? Like is a big thing about it is like, um, you know, cause again, you got to get inside the system to break it. Right. And so it is a monetary thing to a certain degree. And the more followers I have, the easier it'll be to monetize the podcast so that in monetizing the podcast, I can then go put the money in motion. Cause that's what it's going to take. Right. Like, you know, nobody's going to go, uh, you know, even for, I don't know, just, just putting ideas together you have to have enough the idea has to go out to enough people so that the right people hear it so that somebody could get a hold of me that's like oh yeah i'm really good at that i'll help you do that i don't even give a shit about the money like cool because you know right now you know i'm broke out there like everybody else right <laughs> you know um but the more subscribers that get out there and the quicker this thing grows the ability to monetize it comes into place, you know, advertising or whatever. And it'll just be the thing that needs to get done or the tool to be used to get to where we're trying to go, you know. And then you start building up the website and you start just putting word of mouth. And you start getting the list together and then you've got something to talk about. You've got something to fight for. you got something that you can come back to generation after generation. Did we accomplish these things, right? And and until we accomplish them, there's fighting still to be done, you know? And you have everybody that looks at that and can go, oh, hell yeah, I can definitely stand behind this. This is what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? And the more people that you have that feel that way, that are willing to sign up, you know, for that cause and be committed to it and follow it up with action at the polls and that kind of thing, I'm telling y'all, we can start small those little pockets and just let it get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, it's, uh, but I have no doubt that the people can make it happen. And then it has to happen outside of it too. Cause you can take power back from starting up your own corporations and running them differently. Looking at a thing like, you know, or a person like Dan price and the things that he's doing, like he's a shining example of what CEOs could be. But then also placing those limitations because, you know, everybody wants to talk down about corporations and free markets. 
again, it comes back for me at least, you know, uh, and there's plenty of thoughts on this that would disagree with mine. I, I get that. And I'm also willing to have those discussions because again, you have to have an open mind to these things, but the free markets and the ability to move around or create, you know, and be an entrepreneur, that kind of thing is a good thing, at least for the time being, you know, maybe, Maybe in time you don't need that so much because things will have shifted. But, you know, if yeah, I, I read online about, you know, talks of revolutions and those kinds of things. And it's like, well, you better have something to replace the current model with. Because if you don't have that, then what do you really have? You're starting all over from scratch. And maybe that's what people want, you know. But I just don't think it's the most effective method to getting to where we ultimately all want and need to go you know i just don't i don't think you need to completely overhaul it i think you could tweak it and then modify it over time as you institute you know the adjustments if you put universal basic income in place if you put a salary cap in place and tie the bottom end to the top end and don't let them get too far away you know you'll start to see equalization in the monetary systems, you'll start to see the money more spread out, you know, as it should be. And I think life gets easier to live at that point. People get less stressed. And when people get less stressed and start really looking around, they can focus more on the things that we sh should want long term for everybody. You know, you can start having a different conversation, but you got to get people out of that situation first. So it's, you know, the first things first kind of thing. And, um, you know, there's just going to be steps, but we got to appreciate the process and recognize that it is one, that it won't happen overnight. And you may not see it in this lifetime if you're, you know, uh, you know, depending on how old you are, that kind of thing. You may not see it, you know, you may not see it come to fruition, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't put in that work. Because hell, I mean, who knows what happens after this, you know, from a life standpoint, you could die, it could be nothing. You could die and go to heaven. You could die and be reincarnated. You might be coming back to earth. You know, you think because your time here is limited in this body, at least in this experience, you think you're not coming back. But you don't really know that's the case. This might not be your first trip around. You know, we might we might have to see this place again. And so, if that's the case, right? Why not build a better one for yourself in the future? three lifetimes from now. <laughs> I mean, who knows, you know? And maybe you don't ever see it, but that shouldn't even matter anyways. Because think about the kids, you know, and the grand big kids. And, you know, I want them kids to be happy. I do, you know? And I want people growing up in a better world. So it's, it's going to take fighting for it. It's going to take organization. It's going to take the movement, you know? But I, I know y'all are with me. Parker World, I know y'all here on the Parker Parker Podcast. I know y'all are with me. And I see it, and I, I know people are out there with me that don't even know who I am or what this podcast is about, but I know they feel it deep inside of them. They're going to hear these words, and they're going to be like, damn, that motherfucker is kicking the truth, because it is. You know? I always tell people the truth is easy to tell. <laughs> you don't have to make shit up. You just call it for what it is, right? That's all we're doing here. I'm just a vessel.
But what I say resonates with a lot of people out there because it's just the truth. So thank y'all. Thank y'all for joining me again. Think about it. Marinate on it. Tell the people you know. (laughs) Uh, I want to see the ideas spread like wildfire. They're bigger than me. You know, they always will be. They always are. They are bigger than me. But I want to see them happen for the future. Let's come together. Let's make this shit a reality. If not for us, for generations that follow. You know what I'm saying? Love y'all. Love, peace, and respect. Thank y'all once again for tuning in to the Parker Parker Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. We out.